Hello listeners, this is Truth, Trials, and God. During our stay-at-home restriction, slash lockdown, slash quarantine, whatever we're calling it this week, you may have been experiencing mild to severe bouts of frustration, fear, guilt, and drama, coupled with confusion and paranoia, you know, the stuff that comes with your everyday pandemic. Well, today we're going to expose how the enemy uses guilt and fear to mess with us and bring us into conflict. And we're going to learn how we can have victory in God during this time. I, I want to share some things that God put on my heart about fear and guilt. Who hasn't been overwhelmed with these two feelings at least once in their lifetime? Lately, the news and social media have made fear easily accessible to us by giving us a good mixture of truth sprinkled with outlandish conspiracies, hoping one of them will stick and hoping that they will have us obsessed and coming back for more. Well, the more we go back to it and search for quote unquote truth, the more paranoid and unsatisfied we become, it seems. We've never been through anything like this before, and the unknown can be unsettling and scary, unless we understand that the truth is not something out there on the internet. The truth is a person, and he is always the answer to every problem, every unknown and every fear that creeps at our door, trying to get us to lose it. His name is Jesus. He's our Prince of Peace. I don't want you to forget fear's younger brother, guilt. Because once fear gets us doing stupid things, guilt comes along and makes sure that we feel bad about what, what we've done so that we can't move forward. Both of these spirits work together to control us to make us panic and anxious and stay stuck, to make us their slaves. We must remember that we are no longer slaves to fear. We are children of God. Fear and guilt cannot take away our authority or place in Christ, but they do strive to make us forget our authority and place in Christ. God has not has been uh, showing me a lot of people are dealing with feelings of guilt and fear. And not just because of what's going on in our current circumstance, although it has become more pronounced, um, but because many of us have lived with guilt and fear um, our entire lives and have been driven by it. I have heard some preachers and teachers say that a little bit of fear is not bad. It motivates people to do things. It steers us in the right direction and it keeps us out of trouble. I have looked in the scriptures where it talks about fear being the proper motivator and I cannot find it. I can't find where the disciples teach that fear puts us on the right path or that it keeps us out of trouble. In fact, God encourages us 
to not fear about 365 times in his word. Fear not. Not a little fear here and there won't hurt. Before some of you get into the word and try to debunk me, let me make it clear that the fear of God is completely different than what we're talking about. God's word says that he does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. For many years, fear has been the motivating factor that, has, that gets us to do things out of God's will for our lives. Over the years, we've just assumed the role that it's good to feel a little fear or guilt in order to get things done in our lives. Or that fear is good to keep us from bad things, such as the coronavirus. The truth is that a sound mind will keep you away from bad things. And that the Spirit of God is the only motivator that we need to get things done. I want to give you some examples of how fear and guilt may be enslaving us. And I want to share with you how we can move into a place of peace and rest in Christ. These two, I'm going to call them spirits because, well, that's what the Bible calls it. God has not given us a spirit of fear. One of the things that happens when we are moved by these spirits is that we can be deceived because we think that we can manage them. We think we can manage these spirits, these feelings, these two entities. And so we no longer resist or fight them. Instead, we think that we're working with them until something comes up like the coronavirus, until something comes up like a crisis. Then we realize that we weren't really managing fear or guilt. We were being ruled by it. We thought we were managing it, even using it to our advantage, doing good. But actually, that was a lie, because now that a crisis comes into our life, guilt and fear paralyze us. They make us panic, and they basically shut us down. A lot of people are feeling this right now. They are going through frustration, and these guilty feelings are coming up, and it's causing a lot of inner conflict, a lot of turmoil. And God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to be at peace. He's given us his peace. And it's called the peace that passes all understanding. So how does fear and guilt mess with us? The definition of guilt is feeling like you deserve the blame for past offenses. And looking at definitions in psychological circles, guilt is talked about as a negative emotion, but it can be used to get people to do a good thing. And if you know the scriptures, you know that God can make all things work together for the good. So he can take a bad situation, a bad emotion, and turn it for the good. But that doesn't mean the emotion itself, the guilt itself, is a good thing. He makes all things work together for the good. But that shouldn't be the process in order for us to do things that are good. The Bible calls those things dead works when we're not relying on Christ, when we are not moved by his spirit. We're not moving in a place of peace and rest. And we're moving by negative emotions like guilt. 
The Bible calls that a dead work. And those things don't amount to anything. So if you've ever found yourself really frustrated and going in circles, you might want to stop and think if you are being driven by guilt. Because that's what guilt and fear do. Uh, a story from the Old Testament. Uh, the Israelites were liberated from Egypt by God. And they set out for their promised land. But what should have taken them about 13 days to get to their promised land ended up taking them 40 years. Their promised land was only a 13-day journey, from what I understand, but it took them 40 years to get there. And it was their children that entered, not them. Do you want to know why? It was because of their fear. They were afraid. They were driven by fear, worry, not trusting in God. They didn't have faith in God that he was going to lead them. This is a, a perfect example of how fear actually causes you to waste time. Have you ever been worried about something and so you do everything in your power to keep that something from happening only to find out that that something never came to pass and you had no reason to worry and you spent all of your time and energy in panic and busyness when you didn't even have to. Fear will do that to you. So will guilt. We think these, these feelings of guilt and fear are good because they motivate us. Actually, the opposite is true. An example of how guilt can drive us into a bad place in this time of crisis is, um, well, in this time, we are kind of in a lockdown situation and told to stay at home. A lot of us might be feeling feelings of guilt, like I should be doing something. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. It's something that I personally have gone through for many years, not just during this lockdown. I was always pushed by feelings of guilt to do things. But what I've learned over the years is that guilt is not a good motivator. It's not something that I should be run by or driven by because many times when I'm driven by guilt, I do things that God doesn't even want me to do, that I didn't even have to do. Have you ever done something where you were motivated by guilt and because of this guilt, these negative feelings uh, you, that you may have done or not done in the past, you end up overcompensating and you do more and more for someone and you end up pushing yourself and you overdo it. Then you find out not only was it not necessary, but it kind of up, it kind of ended up backfiring on you. I don't know if anything like that has ever happened to you. I'm guessing yes, because there's not a temptation out there that is not uncommon to men. And giving into the temptation to act out of guilt is something everyone has dealt with at one time or another. There are some who have dealt with the spirit of it all of their lives, and many right now are feeling a ton of guilt as they process the changes that we're going through or the choices that they've made in the past, the decisions and the indecisions. 
I'm going to list some examples of things people normally feel guilty for, but might be even more intense because of what we're going through right now. Maybe you can relate and maybe you don't. If you can't, maybe it will trigger you to think of something that you do feel a certain amount of guilt about. What's important is that it's identified so that you know where your anxieties might be, uh, might be coming from and realize that you don't have to be driven by it. Knowing the truth is what sets us free. So listen to see if any of these speak to you. Something that makes a lot of people feel guilty is feeling that they have not spent enough time with a friend or a loved one. Well, I can say that right now it's even harder to do that. We've been a, uh, given a stay-at-home order, so visiting other people is even more difficult right now. But a lot of people have felt guilty for, for not spending enough time with uh, a loved one or a friend. Here's another one. Are you feeling guilty because you failed to keep up with a promise that you have made? First, who hasn't broken a promise or failed to keep their word at least once in their life? Everyone has, right? But with the sudden changes going on in our lives that are out of our control, we have had to make major adjustments and course corrections. In doing that, many are experiencing uh, feelings of guilt because they couldn't stay on the course they had originally planned. I'm not sure if that speaks to you, but maybe it does. First of all, all it, that's something that is out of our control. We couldn't help what happened. But even if we could, can you see how guilt would use this to work its way into our life and keep us stuck or force us to move out of God's will? Here's another. Are you feeling guilty because you haven't been to church in a while? I can say that in this time where we are being told to stay at home and we can't really gather to have service, a lot of people feel guilty about it. Some feel distant from God, even though he's with us all the time. If that's the case, then let me say, could it be that God is using this situation? to make us see that we were becoming reliant on the service and not necessarily on cultivating our own relationship with him. For many, uh, church on Sunday is a time that's permanently marked in our calendar. We don't say it's an obligation because we want to go, but it does in some way push us to make time for God. In a way, it makes the decision for us, does it not? What if God didn't want anyone to make that decision for us? What if he wanted that decision to be left up to us? That way, it would really be us initiating the relationship and not some third party. God might be saying now, that no one is pushing you to show up on Sunday, you can realize that 
any time you wanted, you can spend time with him. Monday through Sunday, whenever you want to spend time with me, God says, I'll be here. But I want it up to you. That has the look of a genuine relationship more than anything else, doesn't it? Realize that this is freedom to enjoy God whenever and that guilt, guilty feelings should not be part of the equation to set a time to be with God. Here's a big one that many can relate to. How about feeling guilty about parenting? As a parent, I go through struggles all the time with thoughts about not being a good enough parent or choices I could have made, should have made, or didn't make. It's one of the toughest but most rewarding jobs to say the least. Now, I need to include social media when addressing guilt because social media is a good thing but if looked at with the wrong perspective can also be unhealthy. For instance, if you are not feeling the best about your, your parenting, looking at Facebook and Instagram may not be the wisest thing to do in the world. These are platforms where everyone only shows their best or makes it look like they are the best parents in the world. That might cause someone to feel even more guilty about their parenting. What happens is uh, people measure themselves by each other. Already, that's a, a wrong move because we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to each other. Now, that, that's scriptural. But then they compete with each other in being a better parent. Uh, if they feel that they're losing this competition, they feel guilt. And this guilt drives them to win at parenting. Even if it means faking that they are a better parent and they become driven to present themselves to others that they are a great parent. But what happens when you fall short of those ridiculous standards you set for yourself that don't even really exist except in social media world? Guilt is waiting there for you. That's what happens. Of course, in all of this conflict and being driven by guilt to extremes, the children are left confused by the whole social media act because they have to smile like they're having a great time for a pic when they are having the absolute worst time. Imagine mom or dad yelling at Junior, I said smile, Junior. And their kid doesn't even know if they can smile because they're crying. It's trying times like, like these, I tell you, that's, it's pretty confusing to kids as well. And now, with having to homeschool your kids because schools are closed, uh, there are a lot of parents feeling the, the guilt about their teaching skills. We must remember to give ourselves a break sometimes. This is why I say guilt and fear enslave.
How about this one? Are you feeling guilty about financial obligations that are left unpaid? With the crisis that we are now in, many are not able to work or get paid, and many have to stay at home while not being able to pay bills. And so those are feelings of guilt that may run high, even when it's a circumstance that's out of uh, their control. These are just some examples of how guilt can run and even consume a person's life. God put it on my heart to share with you um, what guilt and fear are doing because in the circumstance that we are living in right now, it's even more intense. But you need to know that first, you are not alone in this. There are many that are going through the same thing. Second, it's a lie from the enemy. Third, you can absolutely resist these feelings. Finally, freedom is your portion. Freedom is yours. Now, guilt brings a negative feeling that can be deep in our subconscious. So we don't feel it at the surface and we don't recognize that that's what is operating in our life. We don't realize that many times it's what's driving us to make the decisions that we're making. We want God's will, but we are following guilt's orders, which is not God's will. Hope you understand that. Fear and guilt cause us to panic, be anxious, rush into bad decisions, say things we shouldn't, do things we shouldn't, shy away, shrink back, avoid, or even be defensive and irrationally confrontational. God, on the other hand, leads us in peace and rest and love. He shows us a better way. While fear and guilt may frustrate us and complicate our lives, God wants our life to be filled with peace and to be simplified. I believe God is using this situation to force us to stay still and simplify our lives. He's also exposing things. He wants us to understand that some of the things that drove us to be busy and anxious and panicking were because of fear and guilt and that was not God's will for us. God did not bring this crisis, but he is using it to slow you down, to make you be still. It is a lesson that God is teaching us and hopefully we can learn from it. Because when things start to get better and the coronavirus is gone and they start to lift these restrictions and start letting us go places and do things, God will be asking us, what are you going to do? Now that I've made you be still, I've made you slow down and simplify your life, what are you going to do? Are you going to speed back up and do things like you've always done? Are you going to complicate your life again and return to the panic, anxiety, and busyness that fear and guilt had driven you to before? 
Are we going to learn our lesson? Are we going to recognize that though we thought we could manage these two spirits, that it took this pandemic crisis to make us see that we were being ruled by them and it pushed us to the extreme. We don't need to be moved by guilt and fear any longer. One of the enemy's schemes is that he doesn't come against you as this monster. He comes at you as an angel of light, as someone that seems to be on your side as a help. But it deceives you. It deceives you into thinking that guilt and fear are good motivators. They can get you to do things, but it's an illusion. It's a lie. If it starts off negative, we can't continue down its path and expect it to turn out good for us. God does make all things work together for our good, but he doesn't want us to stay in that process. He wants us to turn to the better way that he has for us. He doesn't want us relying on guilt and fear to get things done. We learned earlier that guilt is a spirit that brings negative emotions that we feel because of past offenses. But what has Jesus done? What did Jesus come to do? What was the whole purpose for him coming? To destroy the works of the enemy to die on the cross so that he could take away our sins, all of our past offenses. So if Jesus took away all of our offenses, why are we using those past offenses to drive us? That's a great question, isn't it? Shouldn't we be rendering our sins gone and beginning to move forward? Some of us might say that we are supposed to learn from our mistakes, aren't we? Well, learning from past mistakes is one thing. That's using a sound mind. That's wisdom. But letting the bad feelings or trauma from your mistakes influence your current decisions is a completely different thing. Jesus came to take away our guilt and shame so that we can move forward in peace and rest and love. Some people reason like this, but guilt and fear have pushed me to do a lot in life. Since when does God consider getting more done a measure of success? Quantity is not better than quality. God prefers quality over quantity. God can do more through the one thing that he asked you to do than the thousand other things you did that were driven by guilt and fear. There are lots of examples of God doing more with less in his word. In the Old Testament, God used Gideon to defeat the enemy by reducing his number of soldiers from 32,000 to 300. Why? Because God wanted to be the bigger part of the solution. He wanted Gideon to know that no matter how great his opposition was, that all he needed was his 300 men and God. Maybe that's what God is showing us. You can do a lot of things through guilt and fear, 
But what if you do just the one thing God is asking you to do and let him do the rest for you? So the next question to answer is, where are you? Are you in a place of anxiety and panic? Are you letting past traumas influence your decision-making today? If you are being driven by guilt and fear, then I encourage you to make a simple choice. Make the choice today to be still. Take a deep breath. Think about what Christ did for you and rest. He took away all of your past offenses. Resist guilt and fear. Say to yourself, I will not be moved by fear. I will not be moved by guilt. Every time the temptation comes, stop. Be still. Breathe and say to yourself, I will not be moved by fear. Or I will not be moved by guilt. Say it under your breath if people are around, but verbalize it. Speak it out into the atmosphere. You may say, but these emotions are so strong. But remember that God is with you. He is your helper in times of trouble. God plus you wins every time. Do that and stay still until the feeling passes. It will pass. At first, the pull to move in fear or guilt may take longer uh, to leave, but the more that you do it, the quicker they'll get the message that you are determined to be at peace. God's word says, submit yourself to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. That's what this is about, and that's where you will start to see victory in your life. I hope this has blessed you. Um, remember that God is for you in this time, and he is always teaching us something. Let's learn this lesson and win. God bless you.